Another digital, another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. Uh, I am Fro, and with me I have Luke. Hi, Luke. Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody. How's it going? It is going okay. It's uh, nice and early here in Norway. <laughs> oh, right. Daylight savings. Well, European daylight savings. We have daylight savings yes. in America next weekend or this weekend, I mm -hmm. guess. So recording an hour earlier is nice. Is it weird? Nice. Uh, uh, it meant that I had to shift some things around that I'd usually do like before the the podcast but uh, it also meant that i actually slept i sleep better when it's uh like winter daylight time huh really i don't know why yeah that's yeah. weird I, I i guess it doesn't really affect me too much but uh like daylight savings time i mean either way yeah. like i guess it affects me more when we lose an hour. Um, mm -hmm. What is this? Are we losing an hour or gaining an hour? I don't even remember. It's fall, fall back, right? Fall Not back. Sure. I th yeah, I think that's how. That's how I always remembered it was. What is it? Uh, spring forward, fall back. So, uh, but I don't have uh, anything non-digital. So I, I think I have really... one. Yeah, I have one <laughs> clock that's like non like that doesn't automatically update itself. Uh, yeah. Yeah, and it's like an alarm clock I never use because uh, I use the alarm clock on my phone like a normal person does. <laughs> like I don't ever. I, I have an alarm clock. I don't use it as an alarm yeah. clock. It's just the clock at this point. Yeah. I even have a clock over my door, but I never remember to switch batteries, so it's all, always a quarter to five. Oh, right. Well, it's right mm -hmm. two times a day, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. More than I am twice a day. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> to, be, to be fair, I'm wrong 24 hours a day. <laughs> uh, so, how's your week been? Uh, fine. It yeah. was, yeah, well, pretty lazy, rainy week. We had massive storm here. Um, what did they call it? The bomb cyclone on the West Coast, and then it hit the East Coast. They called it something different. Bomb cyclone made it sound really, like, scary and everything. It really mm -hmm. was just a bunch of rain is what it was. But there was a lot, a lot, a lot of rain. Uh, and then what? Halloween? Halloween happened? I didn't really do anything for Halloween. Ooh, spooky! Yeah, no, I watched a lot of horror movies on Halloween. It's weird to think about that, like, there's some two-year-old kids who last year never got to do Halloween, like, on their first birthday. Like, they're never going to remember that, but, uh, it's, right. you know, this is the first year for some kids to do Halloween, even though last they might have been alive last year. It's weird, weird to think about. I, it's just interesting that we're back... To a degree of like uh, kids going out and being normal normalcy. and yeah, normalcy exactly yeah. yeah yeah I don't know if if I feel like 
the corona is gone yet. Uh, I think I think there's too many deaths still going on for it to be a hundred and ten percent normal. Yeah, this new v- Delta Plus. I just saw an article yesterday about it, like reaching three different states in America, but they're still right. saying, "Oh, it's don't worry about it. It's not a big. It's not a big deal right now, or it's not considered a." Uh, variant of interest, I think is what they call it, right? So, right. Uh, yeah, it's it's split. Like, a lot of people are feeling like, okay, it's time to. It, well, it we're really out of it now, and then other people are kind of going, well, we're not completely out of the woods yet. You know, I'm still seeing a lot of yeah. trees around me. So, yeah, it's it's kind of strange. Uh, the program that reminded me that uh, Corona was a thing this week was actually. American VIP Big Brother, but we will talk about that a little later. But uh, when 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 they came into the red carpet, instead of like like giving like the host uh, a, a handshake and like a hug like they usually do, they gra- gathered uh, while, while with like shaking elbows. Oh <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. They normally hug, don't they? <laughs> it's like. Uh, and and when Caitlyn Jenner hugged hu- hugged the host, I was like, "What? That feels a little special. Why do you do you get to hug when everybody else was not allowed to hug the host?" So weird. Yeah, well, maybe a mistake. Might have been an accident. You know what I mean? Yeah. But uh, what is not a mistake is that I have uh, a new Christmas soda. Pew, 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 pew. What is uh, the thing with Norwegian Christmas soda? Look. Uh, we're doing Christmas sodas every week. What it competition Christmas sodas in Norway, right? Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. You got this one here that looks familiar, like I've seen it many times in the past. It is uh, something you have seen many times in the past because it is our Christmas soda, and by our Christmas soda, I mean Lillehammer's Christmas soda. It is my favorite Christmas soda, and I have not tasted it yet this year, so this will be interesting. Okay. Uh, brown in color. Uh, let's smell it first. Uh, ooh, that smelled a little too sweet, actually. That's interesting. Mmm. <sighs> ooh, a good gulp. Um, I'm a little disappointed. Uh, uh, it's a little watered down in taste from last year's. Uh, a little too little raspberry taste. Uh, oh. too much uh sugar taste. I I can like uh, it tastes artificial when it n- normally tastes like very like uh fresh raspberries. So I'm pretty disappointed. Let's take a little sip more. Mm. Uh, good carbonation. Um, yeah, no, I'm actually very disappointed. I think I will give this a five, actually, out of ten. A five out of ten. Okay. Yeah, this is usually my favorite. It 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 isn't like super bad. It's just like it tastes. Too much sugar, actually. This is the non. I also have a a, a non 
sugar one, so I'm a little more excited to, to, to taste that one, to be honest. Uh, probably we'll do that next week. But uh, yeah, no, this takes actually a little too much. Like, uh, sh uh, have you ever like tasted those like uh, things on can? Or like fruit on can? On can? I have no idea what that means. No. Fruited can. So, for example, you have like uh, 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 in Norway, we have like peaches in cans, and you can open those cans. Sure. Uh, people, yeah, and and inside of those cans, you put like this like uh, sugarly water. That is what it tastes like. It's just just tastes like sugar water. Hmm. Okay. Well, carbonated sugar water, right? Yeah. Instead of like. Raspberry. It has a little like hint of raspberry, but it it isn't like as strong as it was yesterday. Oh, I mean, yeah. last year. <laughs> last year. Right. Okay. Yes. So, I'm or was very, it very last year? Did we even do Christmas sodas last year? Now, now that I'm thinking about it. No, but uh, I did, of course, order this one. Right. No, I mean, I'm so just I trying remember. to remember whether or not they made no, Christmas sodas didn't. last year. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They did. They did. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah. You just couldn't but, uh, get a hold of them last year, probably. Yeah. I don't remember. Did you do Christmas again. sodas last year? You might have done a couple. I think I did. I, I think I just did one or, two, one or two. Right. I don't remember. Right. That, it, like, yeah. the whole year is just blanking out of my memory at this point. <laughs> could be, could that be because your, your brain is full of COVID-19? I don't think it affects memory that I've heard of, but, uh, yeah, maybe, maybe it did, maybe, maybe, um, maybe you're the origin of, uh, COVID-19, right, maybe, uh, it, well, it came from Washington State, which is kind of right above, well, in the U.S., that was, like, the first place, right, when that was kind of near mm -hmm. me, not really at all, whatsoever near me, but, <laughs> in the scope of the world, it's near me, um, <laughs> But, yeah, because it's, yeah, the origin, where is it from? U.S. intelligence agencies say COVID-19 origins may never be known. Uh, they may never be able to identify the origins, but have concluded that it was not created as a biological weapon on purpose. In an updated assessment of where the vi virus began, the office of the U.S. Director of National Intelligence said... An animal to human transmission and lab leak were both plausible hypotheses for how it spread, but there is not enough information to re reach a definite conclusion. Uh, China has criticized this report. Uh, the findings were published in a declassified report, which was updated um, from a 90-day review that Joe Biden's administration released in August. So this is just an updated version of the other one that came out Um I guess the big story here is that uh, the intelligence community remains divided on what is most likely the origin. Four agencies assessed with low confidence that it had originated with an infected animal or related virus. Uh, but one agency has moderate confidence that the first human was likely a result of a laboratory accident involving experimentation. So they're still mm. not necessarily split, but... Uh, they they're still trying to fit. Well, they're not really still trying to figure it out. They're saying we may never know. Uh, 
but that the Wuhan lab laboratory theory is an is a possibility, I guess. Um, which of course was rejected as a theory for a long time. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It was a Trump conspiracy for the longest time. Everybody that believed in was Trumpers. I remember that. And racist. Uh, and racist. Yes. Like if you uh, that was uh, if you believed the Wuhan lab theory, then you were a racist, which was the weirdest mm-hmm. to me because I even mentioned that on the podcast at one point that like the eating bats in a wet market theory is actually inherently more racist than the Wuhan lab theory when you think no, about no, it. No, 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 of course not, because you have to think of the bats. It's the bats you're racist against. I, yeah. Mm-hmm. Is that or speciesist? I think it's speciesist. <laughs> I mean, have you ever seen a white bat? No, but I bet there are al- no. al- albino bats. <laughs> right? There's got to be al- albino bat. I'm just going to look that up. I am sure there is. I have seen the albino polar bear, so... Oh my god, uh, it's so adorable. <laughs> Aw, I bet it is. Very, very cute. Everything that's white is cute, isn't it? Uh, not, not. Well, this picture of a, a white bat is not as cute. Uh, some of them are adorable, and other bats look like totally ugly. Everybody listening to the podcast is like, "Is he serious?" <laughs> no, I'm not. Talking about assholes, uh, Barclays, that I thought was a cigarette brand, uh, uh, CEO Jess Starley steps down over uh, Epstein injury. Uh, Barclays boss Jess Staley, not Stan. I th- I want to say Stanley, Stan? Stanley, Staley? but it's Staley. Yeah. Uh, is shell shocked yeah. and angry and upset at the conclusion of a probe into the into his links to Jeffrey Epstein, which has led to his sudden exit from the bank. Insiders close to Mr. Staley said he was surprised by the city regulator's findings. Uh, They've been investigating him for links to the dead financier. Uh, Barclays said that it had, it had been made aware of the conclusions of the probe and Mr. Staley's intent intention to contest them. Uh, he, he insists that while Epstein was an important client of J.P. Morgan, where he, where Mr. Staley worked for a number of years, and as such, they were c- contacted regularly. Their dealings were well within the grounds that could be con- considered professional. Uh, but the BBC understands that the regulators took uh, the view that the volume and tone of the emails between the two suggested a much closer relationship than purely professional. But Barclays has stated that the report makes no findings. Uh, that he saw or was aware of any of Epstein's crimes. Hmm. Uh, I guess there is, it says the board of Barclays clearly felt that there was a perceived disconnect between the accounts of the relationship uh, between the two and what it would mean to an extended and distracted uh, regulator. Wait, let me read that again. There was a disconnect between the accounts of the relationships would mean an extended and distracted wrangler with wrangle with the regulator. Okay, there's I guess they're saying like uh, he would have had to fight it, uh, and he's choosing not to. Uh, 
Mr. Stanley had promised that he would be totally transparent about his re relationship with Epstein. The board described itself as disappointed, but it accepted that it would be not be possible for Staley to run the bank while being in an open dispute with the re with the regulator. Okay, so he's mm. disputing it, but um, I guess we're even after all this time of uh, Epstein being dead, we're still seeing fallout uh, from his life. Really, you know what mm. I mean? Like all these mm. years later. I I find it very interesting that that this is a thing uh, still. And I, I think it's also very good because it proves once and for all that when you're dancing something douchebag like this, you're not uh, getting away with it. It also is known that Mr. Staley visited Little St. James Island, a retreat owned by Epstein in the U.S. Virgin Islands in 2015, uh, months before taking the job that he currently had at Barclays. Uh, just mm. months before that, he was hanging out with in 2015, which of course would have been after he had already been accused of being or convicted of being a sex offender. Mm -hmm. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah, and that is uh, that is maybe what I don't understand with people that are like uh, saying, "Oh, I didn't know." How could you not know if you had contact with him after? He had been in, he had been uh, arrested and uh, yeah. in court and, and yeah. had gone through all yeah somehow none of them knew. <laughs> it's just like it is impossible not to know, isn't it? Especially when you're dealing with like a business situation. Uh, if you're dealing in a, like okay, maybe if you were just like oh I bumped into this guy at a party and I didn't know that he had been in jail a, mo a month ago or whatever. But if you're dealing with this person in a business situation where, oh, they disappeared for a few months, I wonder why they disappeared. Oh, they, I'm just not going to pay attention to the fact that they disappeared because they were being arrested for child, mm -hmm. uh, for, uh, child trafficking. Uh, I'll just ignore that, why they disappeared for a little while, right? That That's not... In a business situation, it doesn't make any sense. In, like, a social situation, I guess it could happen, but it, it's very unlikely. Is that also Prince Andrew's uh, excuse of hanging out with Epstein? His, his, I didn't know. His whole thing is getting very confusing as to what his excuse <laughs> is. It is. It's, it is. I knew, but I didn't care, but I... It wasn't there, but I was at the pizza place. Right, I wasn't there. I didn't know the guy, but I did know the guy, and I was there sometimes. Right, but it even gets more confusing this weekend. As he came out against his attacker, Prince Andrew attacks on Virginia Grufray's character in an attempt to keep her sexual assault lawsuit against him thrown out may fail. British lawyers have said. Nah, you think so, really? Having initially so attempted to prevent the service of the suit, which alleges he sexually abused her when she was 17, the prince's lawyers went on offensive over the weekend in an attempt to get her claims dismissed. Uh, the filings accused Gouffray of seeking a payday at Andrew's expense and contain references <laughs> from friends and in newspaper articles of her being a, a money-hungry sex kitten and that she... Re 
she recruited girls oh. and convinced. Uh, oh, she recruited uh, girls for sex for for Epstein. So now the prince has come out accusing his uh, his uh, his accuser of uh, also recruiting girls for sex. Uh, which mm -hmm. I think she had actually already had admitted because she said she was tricked into doing that by Epstein and Maxwell, right? She she was part of, like, the whole scheme of, like, young girls uh, yeah. bringing other young girls in. It was, like, their whole business model, in a way, of... Their whole stick, yeah. Right, exactly. So we already knew that, so for him to come out and say that is, like, not... It's not news, but it makes him look bad, in my opinion, because now he's just attacking... Uh, somebody who is accusing him of abuse. Mm. Uh, it says at the same time, the council argued that the 2009 settlement agreement between Gouffre and Epstein, f formerly a friend of Andrew, absolutely absolves the prince from any responsibility. Uh, this no notion is being rejected by Gouffre's lawyer. Um, Mark Stevens, a partner at Howard Kennedy in the UK media law expert oh and a media law expert said it would take a brave judge to dis dismiss this case this is a quote from him uh the prince is obviously fed up with the criticism criticism and he's taken that he's taken so far and he has instructed lawyers to engage the problem of course is that he now embarked on a route towards a case he's saying it should the case should be struck out because he she's unreliable unreliable but also that he's covered by a plea deal from Epstein in any event, which seems to be right. sort of a contradiction. <laughs> sort of. Maybe. Kind of. She's saying she's unreliable and that it's not true mm -hmm. and this, none of this is true, but I'm also, there's a plea deal that if it is true, <laughs> <laughs> then, then it's, yeah. then it's yeah. not true. And that's like eating your cake and having it too. Right. You know. Another thing that uh, was in another article, the second article I sent you, I guess, about this, is that uh, his lawyer came out and they were trying to... Th there was a law that was passed recently in New York that we've talked about that allows uh, people who have been abused by somebody a longer time period to be able to um, to try to sue them where it, mm -hmm. before the statute of li limitations was less. And so the lawyers are actually going after that and calling that law unconstitutional as well to try to get this thrown out for that reason. Um, which is really, that's really gross because you're not only attacking her, you're attacking all these other people who have been sexually abused, right? So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, I I find it riveting that that they 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 are trying to like i am not guilty and if i'm guilty i couldn't have been uh judged for what i did right it's 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 it, it is incredible that you have the balls to do both both of those things at the same time yeah, I'm seeing just today, 12 minutes ago from The Guardian, Prince Andrew could face trial in 2022. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of articles coming out, like, just right now, like, within the last few hours. They must have just released something about the trial date, is my guess, because I got one from Reuters and a bunch of different places. Nice.
Yeah, no, I, I really hope he gets uh, uh, put on trial for what he has actually done and don't, doesn't just hide it behind, behind his prince title. Well, we will see. It says, U.S. District Judge Lewis Kaplan in Manhattan said he anticipates the trial of Virginia Gouffre's civil claims will begin sometime between September and December 2022. So we got a while. Okay. Yep. Yeah, a year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. At least. Cool. Uh, Philadelphia, uh, uh, born and raised, uh, got to trouble uh, in the neighborhood, and then I moved to Bel Air. That's that, what had happened. Yeah, that's how the song goes, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, it is becoming the first big city in the uh, Americas uh, to ban minor traffic stops. Uh, Philadelphia is poised to become the first big city in the nation to ban police officers from making low-level traffic stops after the mayor signed an executive order this week adopting a so-called driving equality law. Uh, the mayor's office said in a statement that he expected to sign the order on Wednesday, the law which passed in Philadelphia's city council by a 14-2 vote last month aims to end stops for violations such as broken taillights and expired exp- inspection stickers and echoes a similar measure enacted in Virginia after the in the aftermath of George Floyd's murder critics have long argued that police use such small infractions to target people of color and they have come under scrutiny in recent years for high profile police killings of people such as Walter Scott in South Carolina and Dante Wright in Minnesota a council member behind the law said the statement that the measure was necessary to end traffic stops that promote discrimination rather than public safety. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't agree more. I know for a fact that police do use these these silly things to uh, stop people, specifically of color, just to harass them. Not necessarily for any other reason than just to kind of, like, have a reason to maybe try to search their car or do something like Mm -hmm. that to try to get them in trouble. Even though there's no, like, actual probable cause, they just do it anyways. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of a trope of, like the middle of the country like you've seen this in movies about a million times the the southern cop who walks up behind the car and then smashes the taillight mm-hmm. you know as he's walking by just mm-hmm. to be like oh you got a broken taillight you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. um and so this can this gets rid of that whole problem of uh having to trust that the cop is doing it just specifically for public safety when really they're just trying to uh rouse out any any kind of like little tiny crime that they can mm. yeah no hopefully this will this will bring uh, at least uh, not maybe not an end to police uh, harassment of black people in Philadelphia but it will maybe make it much easier to not to, to be harassed I'm going to guess. Well, make it harder for the police to harass, is what I yes. think. Uh, yes. But yeah, it says data provided by NBC, oh, to NBC by Thomas's office says 72% of black Philadelphia rev- residents were pulled over by police during the last 12-month period. Nearly all of those stops were for code vo- violations that didn't warrant any ticket. Uh, 
Thomas's office said, and guns and illegal drugs were found in less than 1% of all stops. Yeah, okay. Hmm. I don't know, this obvious, I'm guessing this isn't a problem in Norway. <laughs> no. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it isn't a problem in Norway. <laughs> and the other thing is I just want to see this spread, this kind of laws spread more to other, you know, other places besides Philadelphia. It really needs to move to other places in the country as well. Maybe Minneapolis? Uh, well, Minneapolis voters were, I guess yesterday there was a vote there, right? Uh... Mm-hmm. Minneapolis voters on Tuesday rejected a proposal to replace their city's police department with a new Department of Public Safety, an idea that supporters had hoped would bring radical change to policing in the city where George Floyd's death under an officer's knee brought calls for racial justice. The initiative would have changed the city's charter to remove a requirement that the cities have a police department with a minimum number of officers. Supporters said... A complete overhaul of policing was necessary to stop the police violence. Opponents said the proposal had no concrete plan on how to move forward and warned that it would leave some communities already affected by violence more vulnerable to crime. Mm. Uh, Those opponents welcomed the amendment's defeat but stressed the urgency of transforming policing in the city. Uh, The ballots had its roots in the abolished police movement that erupted after Floyd's killing in Minneapolis last year. The debate over racial justice in policing brought national attention to the vote on Tuesday, as well as a river of -of out-of-state money seeking to influence the outcome. Yeah, that's that's, uh, what I'm thinking. It's like, maybe reforming the police wouldn't be such a bad idea but uh that's me well definitely i mean obviously in this case it's 100 percent needed i think that what was confused a lot in the situation was the while the vote was happening i was seeing what the news was kind of talking about as um as what as what they perceived as the vote and a lot of them saying things like uh vote to abolish my minneapolis police department divides uh the community uh plans to police minneapolis oh replace police in minneapolis worries many residents like these were the ways they were uh putting the art like the articles were all titled like that it never said like in those kind of articles uh plan to take away the police and put in a different entity that is exact very similar to the police right so i think a lot of people were confused maybe or they thought that what they were voting for was completely just getting rid of all police and that there would be nobody there and you'd be left to your own devices if a criminal tried to accost you right which is not Mm. actually the case (laughs) the Mm. whole plan here was to replace the police with uh with a pu- department of public safety and the the reason for that was that it, then the, there would be oversight which would be done by a council instead of just being uh, the police just looking at the mayor and the mayor deciding everything the mayor and mm. a council of locals i think it said 13 uh that would be what what decides 
what police the police department does and does not do so it would give a lot more um ability for the community itself to decide oh is this good or is this bad what the police are actually doing so th that is the biggest thing that got lost in this is that uh they were fighting for police accountability more than just uh getting rid of the police but i, I think that got lost in the shuffle i don't know i don't know if, how you felt about how they portrayed this as a as the law itself you know i i i i i kind of feel the same thing like you that they maybe didn't really understand uh, uh what was going on but i i feel like this was a a, a thing that uh, should have gone through because it would be done easier for people to uh come in contact with their community and also uh, a lawful community is a community that cares about each other and caring is like it it, it goes uh, upon like a race and things like that so I, I think it would be very nice if there was a community based police Right, and then the community, if it has a problem, can go to that council and say, hey, we have a problem, we need to do something about yeah. this, where obviously now uh, they have to go out and protest, and like uh, that's the only way for people to recognize that there's an issue, right? So, mm. uh, Let's take a, a right swing to something completely different. Uh, Elon Musk telling the UN chief that he will spend personally, six billion to fight world hunger. Does this make Elon Musk an amazing person, or is this just pure PR? Uh, this is, I think this is all just a troll, knowing Elon. Because uh, the United Nations official uh, said on, on Sunday that he's willing to consider a probe, or, or wait, on Sunday, he said that he's willing to consider a proposal from the United Nations official who said that a $6 million donation from one of the world's wealthiest people could help stop world hunger. Last week, Dave Beasley, the director of the UN World Food Program, told CNN that it was time for the ultra-wealthy to step up now on a one-time basis in order to help 42 million people that are literally going to die if we don't reach them. Uh, he specifically mentioned Musk and Amazon CEO Jeff Bezos as the two richest men in the world. On Sunday, Musk replied in a Twitter, oh, to a Twitter user who pointed out that $6 million would just be 2% of his entire net worth. Uh, Musk said that if the World Food Program could describe exactly how the donation would solve world hunger... He would sell Tesla stock right now and do it. Okay. In a follow-up tweet, Musk, Musk added that the UN's plan must include open source accounting so the public can see exactly how the money is being spent. Okay. Mm. Uh, and there's a back and forth kind of because then Beasley responded to Musk a few hours later offering uh, to be on the next flight to you and saying that the executive can throw me out if... You don't like what I have to say. Okay. So, does this mean that he will end the world hunger, question mark? 
I think what Musk was tweeting about, he was basically trying to say, oh, that would never solve world hunger, and you're not going to be able to mm. prove it, so I'm not actually going to have to do this. Uh, you're, I think he's trying to call him out, saying, oh, that wouldn't really do anything. Um, but I don't think he realizes that even if it's not going to technically solve world hunger, quote-unquote, it is going to help a lot of people. <laughs> so at this point, it's going to make him look bad if he doesn't do it, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I feel very split on this. I, I think he was trolling, me personally. think it, just Elon Musk saw this and was like, oh, I, I can say that I will give six billion as long as they prove it. They're never going to prove it. And then the, the leader said, well, we can prove it. Uh, but I, I, I kind of also agree with Musk that six billion will not solve world hunger. That seems a little far-fetched. I think, I don't think the guy ever said that. I think Musk put that in his tweet and then kind of twisted it around saying, oh, the, you're, you want to solve world hunger. But the guy actually said on CNN, uh, where, where's the quote? Uh... We, to help 42 million people who are literally going to die. Oh, we, to help. Okay. Right. So he's kind of twisting it around and trying to mm -hmm. make it something that it n not isn't necessarily. Uh, it says here, if Musk were to sell $6 billion worth of Tesla uh, shares to make the donation, it would be the largest known charitable donation he has ever made. Um, I mean, that could help him in a way as well. I mean, people would be in awe of him then, wouldn't they? Uh, yeah, he has, what, $300 billion? He would still mm -hmm. be the r richest man in the world, I think. if he, Even if he gave away $6 billion, he would still be the richest man in the world, by the way. I don't think he's going to mm -hmm. miss that $6 billion. Uh, and it says, Beasley also added that the $6 billion figure wouldn't solve world hunger, but will prevent global political instability, mass migration, and save 42 million people. Right. We will take 1% of that. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's still a lot of money. Uh, I, I'm, I'm just saying, we will take 1% of that, and the 99 other percent can go otherwise. Oh, elsewhere. <laughs> right, okay. Elsewhere, yes, yes. Is that okay? Yeah, that seems fine. I mean, I yeah. think there's probably people that need it more than we do, but... Uh, oh, no, no, no. No, no, no. Just... first. You have to think about yourself first, and then others, look. I think the thing is, like, <laughs> e Elon saying, oh, I'd give $6 billion, but, like, if he did it, or let's say he gave $4 billion, and then... Mm -hmm. uh, Jeff Bezos gave four billion dollars, and mm. and then Bill Gates gave another four billion dollars. Uh, now we have twelve billion dollars. We got twice the amount, and we've only gone to three people. And what? There's probably right. a few hundred billionaires in the world that could give up mm. a few billion dollars here and there that they wouldn't miss. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, yeah, one person with six billion dollars may not solve world hunger, but twenty people with six billion dollars probably could. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, this uh, this is uh, one of the most interesting things uh, on the docket this week uh, because I love conspiracy theories and I 
Lee Harvey Oswald, uh, conspiracy theorists are maybe one of my favorite uh, conspiracy theorists. Uh, I mean, JFK is one of my favorite movies of all. All, all. Uh, I love JFK. Do you like JFK? I mean, I haven't seen it since the nineties. Uh, <gasps> you haven't seen it since then. Oh my gosh! I remember being a teenager and thinking this is a little too long. <laughs> That's what I remember it being a very long movie, and me being like, "Can we speed this up a little bit?" Oh my gosh! How dare you say something like that? Well, I but was yeah, I was a kid, you know. <laughs> True. Cuban exile uh, told Sun that he trained Lee Harvey Oswald. At the secret CIA camp. Right, this is interesting because last week we talked about that the Biden administration had blocked the release of the JFK files. Almost four and forty years after the, his death, following a bar brawl in Key Biscayne, Ricardo Morales, known as Monkey, uh, contracted CIA worker, anti-Castro militant, and counterintelligence chief for Venezuela as well as an FBI informant and a drug dealer, he returned to the spotlight Thursday morning when one of his sons made a starting, startling claim on a Spanish ra- radio uh, language... Oh, on Spanish language radio. Morales, a sniper instructor in the early 60s, in secret camps where Cuban, Cuban exiles and others trained to invade Cuba, realized in the hours after JFK was assassinated in Dallas in 1963 that the accused killer, Lee Harvey Oswald, had been one of his sniper trainees. Morales also Mm. told his two sons that two days before the assassination, his CIA handler told him his cleanup team... uh, Oh, his cleanup team to go to Dallas for a mission, but after the events, they were ordered to go back to Miami without learning what the mission was. The claims made by Ricardo during a show on Miami's Radio 1040 AM added one of the long-held theories about JFK's assassination, that Cuban exiles working for the CIA had been involved in the assassination, but the claim also point a finger at the CIA, which some observers believe could have helped, uh, that could have helped explain why Joe Biden backed off last week to, on declassifying the remaining documents. Okay. Mm. Because the guy is still alive. Uh, no. Uh, no. I think it's because the CIA was involved. Because the guy is uh. dead. This, his son on a radio program said that his dad, before he died, told him this. Ah, uh, uh, okay. And they're yeah. saying... Uh, that these claims point to a finger at the CIA, which some believe could explain why uh, the remaining documents haven't been put out, because it would uh, incriminate... It would point that maybe the CIA had plans to kill the President of the United States. (laughs) What do you think about this? This has been a rumor forever that that the Cubans were involved with the CIA and that uh, we know we knew that Oswald had gone down there for some reason. Uh, nobody mm-hmm. really knew why right before um, the shooting, and now it's sounding like he went down there to train as a sniper uh, in a camp that was training people for the CIA to uh, invade Cuba, right? And so, uh, 
yeah, it seems like the CIA trained him to kill the president, or maybe they accidentally trained him to kill the president, but mm, seeming a whole lot like that maybe is what happened. Yeah, because that's the other thing that I was thinking. Could it be that they tried to they tried to to do it, and then they just like uh, were a little too successful. <laughs> like they did, they didn't mean to do it as good as they did. Like they were, were like, oh shit! I he actually did it. Uh, I think the theory that I've always heard is that uh, JFK wanted uh, to end the Cuban Missile Crisis uh, mm-hmm. and not invade Cuba, right? And that the U.S. wanted to invade Cuba and that JFK wanted to, to end it all. Uh, yeah, it says, as, there, as the theory goes, Cuban exiles who felt betrayed by Kennedy's lack, lack of support of the Bay of Pigs operation and his deal with a Soviet leader, Khrushchev, after the end of the Cuban Missile Crisis, not and decided not to invade Cuba, could have planned to kill JFK and blame Castro so that the U.S. would invade the island. Mm. Other theories say that the CIA was involved in the conspiracy using Cuban exiles while helping create a fake narrative to paint Oswald as a pro-Castro communist so that the Cuban leader uh, could then be blamed for the assassination. The CIA has not immediately replied to an email for a request for comment. <laughs> did did they really think they would get that? <laughs> I mean, you gotta try. That's just part of being a journalist. Is yeah. you have to try. You, that's like part of being a journalist. So even yeah, if they're not yeah. gonna answer, you gotta try. I mean, uh, a non-answer is kind of an answer anyway, isn't it? Isn't it? I guess it says his family is now considering a TV deal in connection with his father's life, but uh, they have not—they've not put out any details. So we might get a—we t- might get a TV show about this. That could be cool. Yeah, I—I w- I would love to see that. Um, well, uh, let's talk about something else. Uh, we talked about this jetpack guy uh, before, haven't we? I don't it maybe like years ago, but this is this has been a story for like the last couple of years, I wanna say, two years or so. Yeah, because they 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 tried to get him and and they can't seem to get him. Well there was uh, one because... time that I remember us covering it that it was like the it shut down the LA port airport and then everybody yeah. was wondering what the hell's going on, why is the airport shut down, and then we found out that there was believed to be somebody flying around a jetpack. Um, that was the one time I think we did mm-hmm. talk about it, and I don't think we've talked about it since then. But it says here... Okay. Uh, there have been three sightings over the LA International Airport. One in August of th- August 30th, 2020. Another one nearly two months later on October 14th. And a third one earlier in this year on July 28th. So the first one must have been the one that we... Th- yeah, we covered. About, yeah. yeah. In all three yeah. cases, cases, commercial airline pilots said they saw what appeared to be jetpacks flying at an altitude of 3,000, 6,000, and 5,000 feet. Uh, authorities investigating a series of possible jetpack sightings over L.A. believe they may have identified an explanation for these mysterious reports. 
Uh, one working theory okay. is that pilots might have seen balloons. The Federal Bureau of Investigation and Federal Aviation Administration said in a statement to NBC Los Angeles, uh, hmm. photos appear appear to show a human-shaped inflatable toy floating above Beverly Hills. Okay. Uh, we got... Let's do the video now. We got a video in the, uh... Yep. Over there. Okay. Um... And this is like a, what, Inside Edition thing, so we can just, like, listen to it and check it out. Uh, so give me a yep. countdown. In three, two, one, go. Has the mystery of those jetpack sightings near Los Angeles International Airport finally been solved? The FAA Okay, we can see one of the videos of it. Pilots saw in mm -hmm. the sky. Jim Murray has it does details. look like a person just floating there. Finally been solved. That doesn't look like a person at all. <laughs> no, that looks like a drone. Or an alien, like the head's way too big to be a person. Oh. A jet man? But this just released video from an LAPD helicopter appears to show what the mysterious object in the sky really is. A Jack yeah. Skellington balloon. A Jack Skellington balloon, okay. Before Christmas. Yeah. But that only explains one of the three... You know what I'm saying? theory is that pilots might have seen balloons. Aviation expert Steve Cowell. Whoever is doing this is really, really tempting fate and can be placing an aircraft in serious danger? Yeah, that's Lives what I was thinking as well. We built a Jack Skellington party balloon just like <laughs> the it. So we did it. We went right over to the LA International Airport. <laughs> and we did it. <laughs> just to see if we could. <laughs> we should have been thrown in jail. If I don't keep this tied down, it would fly thousands of feet into the air. Oh, is that how balloons filled with helium work? <laughs> Thanks, Inside Edition, for explaining how balloons with helium work. There's a lot of three-year-olds. There's a lot of three-year-olds out there watching Inside Edition. Now with this video, it appears the mystery has been solved. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, it could be one explanation. Right, like I said, there's three different, um, three separate sightings. Sighting. Are yeah. they saying, are they saying every one of those was a Jack Skellington balloon, or that it was different kind? Like, the one guy seemed to suggest that somebody was doing it on purpose, right? Right. Uh, so is somebody like buying up Jack Skellington balloons just to f fuck with the airline people? Fuck with the airline people. Like, I don't necessarily think that's it, but maybe. I mean, people have weird hobbies. It, yeah, and it's they're just like, uh, I, I'll do it today. <laughs> like, it seems pretty random. Also, it's not like you know what I mean. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And why wasn't it on Halloween? It would be perfect on Hall Halloween. Uh, October fourteenth is close, I guess, but not not exactly Halloween, though. No. Uh, hey, look, are you tired of Christmas already? Um, not really. Me neither. Uh, but uh, Tron definitely is. This is Tron, but Tron tells the truth. I don't like Christmas anymore. I don't know where it stopped, when it started, or anything. I just don't like Christmas anymore. I don't give a fuck about it. I like things sometimes if it's special, but today, 
society, it came before Halloween. Yeah, all the glitter and stash and talking and bullshit. Even my playlist on Spotify had fucking Christmas music now. I love Nora Jones. But Nora, I don't want to listen to your Christmas music in fucking November. Well, the first song started coming in October. But there's many more reasons why I don't like Christmas at all. It's too much stress. It's not really relaxing anymore. It's not get-together because people want you. It's get-together because people feel necessary. People, it's, it's, the year, it's, the, it's the season of having to feel bad about themselves. Oh, I feel just bad because I'm an asshole. That's why I had to invite my brother or cousin or uncle that I don't really fucking like. I don't talk with, and I never talk with anyway. Yeah, bad excuses. That's all the fucking Christmas is these days. Bad excuses and buying too much shit that we don't need. We ought to put in a storage or throw away after Christmas anyway. I sympathize more and more with the Grinch, because I am the Grinch right now. If I could choose, I would not celebrate Christmas at all. Well, I would. I would travel to Japan. I would, I would go to a hot bath. I would just spend a lot of money on my fucking self. Yeah, I would, but why not? It's not like anybody fucking call me. I, I'm, I'm not, I don't expect people to do anything for me, but, but people who say they love me during Christmas, I tell them, go fuck yourself. If you don't love me the rest of the year, I don't fucking need your love that fucking December month, but you just have, yeah, bad excuses for compensating with all the bullshit you haven't done for the last year. I see Christmas now in November. I hate it. I already just ignore it. I still celebrate Halloween. So I start a new tradition. Halloween to the 1st of January. Yeah, I begin watching horror movies and all this shit already in October. And I just keep it going. I have a big bunch of horror movies. I'm gonna say Hellraiser again. Yeah. Yeah. Fall Destination 1 to 5. All the shitty glory fests from the 80s, Joe Carpenter, Wes Craven, and so on, I'm gonna fucking watch it. But everybody loves Christmas, I'm gonna watch fucking horror. Well, there are some good horror movies to Christmas. The Finnish movie, Rare Export, yeah. A Finnish movie, a horror movie about a Santa Clauses. Well, it's fucking funny. It's hilarious. You have to see it. Even if Finnish is not your fucking language, it's something called subtitle, and your brains don't get hurt by that. But I think it would be better if people just stop giving a fuck about Christmas. Well, I, I thought that last year, find your own Christmas traditions. So why people don't stop traveling to the family? Stop inviting your fucking family if you don't care about them anyway. Invite a bunch of friends and go out on the town. Get yourself fucking wasted. Smoke yourself fucking high. Yeah, celebrate yourself, celebrate love, have a fucking gang-banging a swingers club or something. That's much more fun. If you don't have kids, who gives a fuck anyway? I think Christmas is a fucking piece of shit. It has been fun since I was a fucking teenager. Everything I was think I was fun with Christmas because everybody gives you alcohol. That's the best thing about Christmas. And yeah, okay, 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 I must admit it. Some of the food can also be good. But I rather eat pizza and sushi during Christmas too, because nothing is special anymore. Nothing is. When you start a celebration in September, who has the final destination in December? Well, it's not special anymore. 
it's just what things you're gonna buy things buy 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 consume 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 and make false promises false have false expectation and get disappointed and find out that love is a fucking piece of shit anyway yeah that's fucking christmas go fuck christmas fuck christmas fuck christmas fuck hanukkah fuck whatever you call it fucking shit day the 24th or 25th 5th of december enjoy yourself drink have fucking fun and stay with the people you really love not not the people you expected to love and if you're sending your christmas card you haven't heard from for one year just send a picture of your middle finger back this was Tron with Tronto's tooth fuck christmas and have a nice day Thank you to Ron for telling the truth, even though you're wrong. I'm not tired of Christmas. Uh, thank you, Tron. Uh, I'm, I mean, I think uh, the idea of Christmas being way too stressful to a degree is actually a thing. And here in America, we're having like this supply shortages or whatever, and it's even stressing people out more because they're like, oh, am I going to be able to get my Christmas presents on time? I need to do everything. Or I feel stressed out. And it's like two months away from Christmas, so... I have two Christmas presents to think of, to my dad and his girlfriend. Uh, to my dad I got beep, and to my his girlfriend I got beep. I have, oh, I have my yeah. gifts planned out, but I haven't bought them yet, and that's what's stressing me out. It's like I know oh, what I, I want to get people, but yeah. <laughs> I bought them a long time ago. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, television round. Uh, let's talk about uh, Big Brother since I talked about it in the beginning. Uh, Big Brother VIP. Did you see this? No. I d- well, I saw the thing for it. I didn't. I haven't watched it yet. Okay, cool. Uh, Meghan Merkel's brother is in it. That was That's, like the big uh, story coming out of the whole yeah. thing, and it's like, really? Do we really care about Meghan Merkel's brother? <laughs> I don't care. Uh, Caitlyn Jenner is there. Amorosa was there. Um, that's maybe who you would know. Then there's a lot of uh, Australian celebrities that I didn't know. Wasn't Amorosa in Big Brother already once? She was in the UK, yeah. Oh, she was in the UK. Ver- that's okay. That's what I'm thinking of. Okay. Mm-hmm. Right. She was there pretty long as well, if I don't remember. Incorrectly. I don't remember at all. I or was, there was somebody that was like they went in and then Caitlin went right also. out. Yeah. Oh no, that was Christy Alley. Remember Christy? <laughs> remember yeah, Christy Alley was? That was a silly ass oh, moment so in ass. Big Brother history. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, Caitlyn also was in Big Brother. So. Oh okay, it, and she's still in there. Yeah. Okay. Cool. But yeah. Uh, but yeah, Bernard uh, Curry. No clue who that is. Donnie Hughes. Never heard of any of. Like, D- Donnie Hughes. Uh, the name sounds familiar, Donnie but it also sounds like Don Donahue, like the <laughs> news yeah. guy Donahue. <laughs> Josh Carroll, Luke Tolkien. Never heard of Matt Cooper. Never heard of like. Yeah, but uh, it was fun to see both Amorosa and Caitlin there. All right. Um, let's see. Oh, Legends of the Hidden Temple. I think you saw that last week, yeah. right? I did, yeah. Uh, I think they're doing two episodes per week because there's already four mm-hmm. episodes out, so they must mm-hmm. they must be doing two per week. Uh, 
I don't know if you mentioned this last week, but this isn't a kids show. It isn't. That's I, one of the reasons why I hate it as much as I do. Why isn't it a kid kid show? <laughs> why is it adults acting like they're children? Like, if at know. least if it was going to be an adult show, have the adults act like normal human beings, not like they're, like they're little children. Like, they're like, I love purple dinosaurs! And I'm like, you're 40. Why are you... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh... I know what you're saying because I've seen this show. Well, when I was getting into it, I was just assuming, oh, it's going to be Legends of the Hidden Temple, just like the original nope. Nickelodeon version of that. Uh, but nope. I guess it, in a way, marketing-wise, right, If I can, I can stretch my brain into thinking, okay, the people who watched Legends of the Hidden Temple when they were kids are now grown up, right? And so the people... Sure. Who originally watched it maybe want to see a version of it with people their own age okay so maybe I could stretch far enough in my brain to be like on a marketing perspective I could see how that would work right but when you think about things like uh, Fuller House or uh, Girl Meets World these things where they rebooted shows from the 90s and then made them for a family audience like for so the adult and the kid could watch it um, mm -hmm. That isn't this. This is just, like, it's basically Survivor without any strategy, right? Yeah, and it's bad. And I don't think kids would like it. I think it's something that only is targeted towards more of an adult audience. Not even a college-age audience would like this. This is, like, something sp specifically only, I think, adults who watched the original would like uh, or would be focused towards, not like. But the host is bad. Uh... The animation bits they do in between are, like, oh. very cheaply... It's not even animation. It's just, like, still images moving back and forth. Um, <laughs> yeah, the whole thing is just not well put together. Uh, I didn't... Act, I, one of the things I also didn't like is that it's outside, which doesn't feel... It makes yep. it not feel as much like the original yep. show. Uh, overall, I don't know. I give this a 3.5. Oh, you're way too nice. Yeah, now for me that you ruined my childhood by doing this show is like, why Why are you doing this? There's absolutely no reason to do it. If you should do it again, like, like looks at, do it with fucking kids. Don't, like, pretend it's, like, a kid show. My only what? thought is that, like, in 2021 or 2020, whenever they made this show... Uh, maybe nowadays having a children do those kind of physical things that like there's a lot of mm. maybe uh, insurance issues to deal with where with adults you can have them sign off a lot easier I don't know maybe that has something to do with it but uh, I saw Lulu no Lula Lula rich about uh, Lula Rue never ever heard of this no uh, it's a like how is it? How is the first name spelled? Lula, Lou L U L A. Yeah, Lula Rich. Okay. It is about Lula Rue. Okay. But uh, like, yeah, uh, there was a marketing uh, like channel. It is still by owned by two Mormons, of course. It's owned by two Mormons, uh, where they sold cl clothing. Uh, to people, and they mar made a pyramid scheme out of it. <laughs> this is about 
the creation of this uh, pyramid scheme, how uh, everybody got tricked into it, how it was actually more of a cult than a pyramid scheme. And yeah, it is extremely interesting for episodes. I think it's on HBO Max, if I'm not completely uh, wrong. Uh, but yeah, I loved it because I have never ever heard about this. And this is a part of American history that I didn't know about. So I'm going to give it eight and a half. I've never heard of that company ever. So mm, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, Lula Rich is all one word apparently by the way for people looking yes. it up um where should i go next maradona did you see maradona i didn't uh about the football soccer player depending on where mm-hmm. you're from uh mm-hmm. very famous what argentini argentinian argentinian i think argentinian, that's right yes. uh yes. soccer player i think he was considered like one of the best in the world at one he point he was the best Oh, yeah, he was the best of the world at one time. I mean, that's always debatable, you know, people, whatever, but yeah. yeah Not I, really. No, you don't think? In this case? No. Right, okay. In this case, I, I actually think it's pretty... Yeah, he was... Uh, like, uh, at one point, he was one of the best football players of the world. Right. Um, And he had quite a crazy life uh according to the to show at least yes. um yes yes to say it mildly <laughs> the the beginning or it kind of goes from the beginning of his life to the end of his life but it uh does it it doesn't do it in like chronological order in the sense that like episode one is like when he was born up until a certain age mm. and then it goes it's like it all happens kind of next to each other. So at one point you'll be he'll be trying out for the soccer team as you know a fourteen year old kid, and then all and then you'll be in, in the hospital with him about to die, and then you'll go back to him as a young kid, and then it'll go back to him as an, an adult, you know, in his drug days and things like that. Mm. So it skips around a lot, but in a way, make keeping you entertained because it doesn't like. Um, I would say maybe the the kid stuff is a little. It's kind of the uh, the less exciting part of the show, at least in the episodes mm-hmm. that I've seen. Um, but it's all done very well. The cinematography is very well done. The one big problem I have with it is it is a bit of uh, propaganda, maybe anti socialist propaganda happening in this movie. Uh, mm. But what are you going to do? I guess uh, a little. Uh, pro uh, neoliberalism, maybe. Uh, mm-hmm. But maybe, maybe this guy actually—I didn't—I didn't know a lot about this guy's life before this, so maybe he believed in that, and so they put that in there. But overall, the cinematography acting is really good. I'll give it a six point five. I think it's worth cool. checking out, especially if you're into soccer. I am. Uh, because of Luke, I saw Undentified with Demi Lovato this week. Me too, yeah. Yes. Uh, so, will you tell the audience how we found out of this? Because we found it by a mistake. Or your mistake, I should say. What do you mean? Like, we, you, you didn't know about this. Uh. We just searched for this because we were watching something else. I don't remember how I found this. I remember 
Oh, I know, because there was the Demi Lovato interview saying that extraterrestrial is the correct way and you're not supposed to call them aliens because it's offensive. It's offensive to call extraterrestrials aliens because alien is like a derogatory term for any group of people. Like if you were to consider like Mm -hmm. migrants, calling them aliens, illegal aliens or something like that, uh, Mm -hmm. which is just... They're extraterrestrials. Do they even speak any type of language that we like? They, you know what I'm saying? That 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 any type of human type interactive language would they even understand that that was offensive to them. Uh, there, there, inter, there could be like an interstellar, interdimensional species we're talking about here. But yeah, that, yeah. I think that's I, we saw that. Oh. I think the show is just it's just conspiracy theory with Jesse Ventura, except. Demi Lovato, Demi Lovato and just so about aliens, not about the rest of the conspiracy theories. Like, the show itself is even structured the same way that yes. that old Jesse Ventura show was. And I got super vibes from that, and I was kind of thinking, like, if this, if this same show was made with somebody who wasn't Demi Lovato, let's say, uh, let's go extreme. Let's say the show, but Ben Shapiro. People would right. be up in arms about, like, this show is evil it it's promoting conspiracy theories and everything else and mm. and then I, i'm thinking again back to like what the the show about middle earth and now we have this other peacock and nbc show about aliens and mm-hmm. you're allowed to talk about conspiracy theories if you're nbc but if you're on youtube banned you know what i mean yeah yeah there's yeah. definitely a double standard happening and demi lovato just looks like a total crazy person in this i think you're correct i think the i i I mean they are uh i think they are buying into it uh i should say oh yeah 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 i don't think they are there to sell something but that doesn't excuse them I, i i just think that what they are saying in the show is so outrageous. I also think it's, it's so... all a lie. Like, the yes. one part that made me convinced it was a lie was the scene where she gets, um, what do you call it? Hypnotized. Where they get hypnotized. Right, where they get hypnotized. They, we were fl- that was clearly fake. Am I wrong? Mm-hmm. Like, nope. The way they were responding, it, it just, didn't sound yep. like somebody who was hypnotized. Yep. They seem like uh, not what asleep or not uh, groggy mm-hmm. or mm. uh, too aware of their surroundings. Right there, you go. Yeah, it, it yes. all seemed fake to me. Uh, yep. So how? I, I think the whole thing is just a big joke. I don't. I don't think they take it seriously at all. And are just pretending yeah. to take it seriously, which then to take it out into the regular, like interview world and talk about your own mm-hmm. experiences with aliens and stuff like that, it's just kind of strange. Mm-hmm. It feels very dishonest uh, and very. What, what what is the word I'm looking for? Unsincere. Yeah, cash grab. Uh, yes, cash grab. That's a good... Uh, oh, people yeah. will watch an alien show, so I'm going to pretend that I believe in aliens, even though yeah. all I'm yeah. doing is just uh, making a TV show. Right. And and that guy, that is maybe the the worst thing about the show. Like, he's 
atrocious. He's supposed to be the, according to the episode one when they first start out. Oh, he's the the non-believer. He's the skeptic mm. of the group. But by the end of episode one, <laughs> the one he's sitting there going, "Oh wow, it's wow, yeah, wow." It took it took what like one day for him not to be a skeptic anymore. Yeah, that, that's that's one of the things that I I think is uh, like uh, yeah proves that it's fake. It's his reactions to any, the things. Just like get I, I feel over it. I'm I know that the, a lot of the people that that they're dealing with is is they're professionals who are trying to make a buck. They're getting on this TV mm-hmm. show because they're trying to sell something. Uh, but I somehow end up feeling bad for them because it feels like this group of people, the three of them, are almost making fun of these inve- alien investigators or spiritual people or hypnotists or whatever else. It's like, this is their profession, and you're just, like, making a big joke about it, you know what I'm saying? Even though their profession yeah. is silly, like, to make a big joke about it on national television is, yeah, it's not kind of not cool. What else have you seen? Oh, right, my turn. Um, let's go to Judy Justice on IMDb TV. Yeah! Uh, did you see Judge Judy when you were younger? Or I did! Well, this is the same exact show. show. It's like oh, they, didn't, they didn't do anything different it, at all. They, they haven't changed it at all. <laughs> I was like, what? What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> they must, like, I think her show originally was on Fox, right? Okay, if you say so. I, that's what I want to say. So there must be some kind of deal with them. Because, the, you know what I'm saying? Like, either their IMDb is owned by the same parent company that originally owned the Judge Judy program. Like, because this is so directly a ripoff. I feel like if there weren't some kind of, like, deal that they would be able to sue them for directly them? ripping off the TV show. It's so exactly <laughs> the same. Um, like, right down to the bailiff and everything. Yeah. Like, it's all, it's all yes. exactly the same. Uh, I don't like her. <laughs> uh, I did for a long time. Uh, I, I kind of like her kind of no take no bullshit attitude. I do like that. But this felt very... <sighs> What's the word I'm looking for? This felt very... Corporated. In, corporate? in the way that... Sorry? Corporate? Yes, corporate. Okay. Yeah. In the way it was, like, uh, filmed, uh, and it felt like uh, none of the cases were really real. It felt very, like, un unfunny i i didn't have any fun with this at all to be to be fair with you um didn't she also get canceled a while ago i could have sworn she got canceled for something like she did no that's what i remember but um yeah i just imagine if this if she was a judge like like you were you had a traffic ticket and this is how the judge acted how, like, this is the most unprofessional judge ever, you know what I'm saying? Like, in real life, yeah. if this was a real courtroom. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I feel like she, she's, 
I mean, she's always kind of been that very mean-spirited judge, but at certain times it's like, you, you don't have to be that mean. That's, that's unnecessary. Right. You're just being yeah. mean for, like, just to be mean at that point. At right. certain points, right. And it, it felt very like they they kind of... They, they, they spiced up her meanness by, by 12%. I, I think her other show is better uh, in quality... I, I just felt like this was, yeah, not as good uh, either. I, I didn't have any fun with this. I, I gave this actually a two. Yeah, it was, it was not fun. I'd give it, uh, yeah, I'll give it a two as well. I think you're right. Uh, they should have done something to make it a little more original. Mm -hmm. uh, a show that I know I recommended you is Show Trial on BBC. Oh, yeah, uh, I didn't see. I gotta write that down. Yes, uh, it's a crime uh, miniseries. It's about this high-profile murder case that uh, captures the attentions of all the world, and uh, then there is this so solicitor called Chloe that uh, has to defend someone, and she's been kind of like in, in the spotlight before, and people are like having an opinion about her and we it is a very uh, it's a murder mystery with a crime a judge jury thing on top of it that's why i liked it i very much kind of like that kind of shows i'm not 110 percent sure if you're going to love it as much as i did but I, I have very much fun with this. There was very like, uh, uh, the acting in this was very fun. Uh, I think the, uh, the trial aspect of it was very interesting. And uh, I, I think also uh, a lot of uh, the acting in this was over, over, uh, over good. Uh, it was very like, yeah, cool and, and very cool. Very good, uh, done, in my kind of, uh, from my point of view. I'm going to give it uh, 8.5, actually. Yeah, okay. I'll have mm -hmm. to check it out. Uh, so I'm seeing uh, Judith Scheinlin was a real judge, uh, but she is not acting as one on her show. Uh, it says, Judge Judy's decisions are, however, legally binding because both plaintiff and defendant sign a contract beforehand that prevents them th from renegotiating the ruling after it has been completed. Both arbiter... Oh, being an arbiter allows her to operate without as many re regulations as if she was in a legal courtroom. So I guess that's why she can probably be so mean to people. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Right, okay. Uh, let's see, what did I see? I saw Colin in black and white on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Me too. Uh, I, I enjoyed the show. Uh, I liked the... I did not think I was going to like it as much as I did, yeah. I thought maybe it was going to be a little preachy. Yeah. Right? But they did it in a way where they go from him... It's like a story of Colin Kaepernick's life from when he was younger. Mm. But then they cut back to him talking about current events and things that hap are happening uh, now in his life, I guess is a good way to put it, right? Um, mm -hmm. And you go back and forth between his him as a child and him kind of d 
discussing how that m moment in his life kind of led up to him being the man he is it is today is that the best way to kind mm -hmm. of describe the show mm -hmm. yeah um yeah it's moving i i have a feeling like during certain parts where i'm like okay that probably is a little embellished i doubt you're you that really happened in somebody's life you know that kind of thing but uh I, that's true for any kind of show like this overall i give it a set i'll give it, yeah seven i gave it a 7.5 i have the same feeling as you that there there are things that are in this show that i feel like is a little like uh that shouldn't be there but all in all this was very much less preachy than I thought it was going to be. I went into this thinking it would be very like, uh, uh, oh, kneeling, uh, this is why, why I knelt uh, uh, in front of the flag and things like that, uh, and only talking about racism. So I, I, I was pleasantly surprised by the quality of the acting and everything in this. Very, very good show. Yeah, I mean the the uh, section where it's him and it, well, where it's him as a child almost mm -hmm. feels sitcom esque in a way, but like, um, but a, uh, how do I describe this? But put inside of a documentary format, kind of like a sitcom yes. put inside mm -hmm. of yeah. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. No, and and I I, I do think that. Uh, like you said, I, I, I'm, I'm very surprised that this was as good as, as it was, to be honest. Uh, I, I, I thought this was going to be very, very preachy. Uh, what else did I see? Uh, let's talk about... Uh, question everything, I guess? Uh, okay. Uh, this is... Is uh, with Will Anderson, Jan Fran, and it's like uh, it's a comedy talk show from Australia, I think. I never heard of uh, many of those people. Uh, very, very, very f funny. Uh, but I don't think you will like it. It's very like last week, tonight, just uh, Australian. Uh, but I will give it a six. I saw Winter House on what was this on Bravo. Uh, I didn't know Reality this show. Yeah, it's it's, it's uh, <laughs> what it's Jersey Shore, it's Geordie Shore, it's it's that kind of show. They put a bunch mm -hmm. of attractive, uh, sing, generally single. I guess in this one, there's a couple of people who are couple, but you know get them all drunk, and they all make out and do whatever. Uh, this first episode was so cringy. There's one point in this where, like, okay, in these shows, usually it's like, okay, they get super wasted and everything, they go out to the club, and they get so drunk, they can barely, like, get out of the cab when they get back to the house, you know what I'm saying? And then they stuff their face mm -hmm. with... Something like that. In this one episode, only the one guy gets super wasted and it seems like yeah. everybody else is just like eh, uh let's just avoid our friend he's super wasted right they, they don't help <laughs> they're such terrible people they don't like try to help him or like be like hey here's some water or here's you know what i'm saying like maybe you should cool it down on the drinking they're just like he's so gone and they're like all right let's take shots uh it's like yeah. they clearly do not care about his well-being whatsoever it's kind of weird to see uh i guess this is there was a show in 2017 and maybe 
up till 2019 that was called Summer House. Uh, and then the pandemic. Never seen an episode of. That. I mean, I'd never even heard of it. Uh, the yeah. pandemic happened. I think they didn't do one, you know, that year. And then they came back this year with something called uh, Winter House. So instead of it being during the summer, they're like at a ski lodge kind of thing. They're the most privileged bunch of douchebags like ever, basically. Uh, it's worth watching just because they're such terrible people. Um, so overall, this is probably get a, what, a three. I also give it a 2.5. <laughs> this is awful. Awful humans are doing awful things. Uh, There's something uh, totally uh, enthralling about watching something like that, though, where you're just like, is. these people are so awful. Like, they're yes. all... The one guy who... The reason he gets so drunk is because w he didn't get the room he wanted, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> He wanted a room with a closet, and he didn't get a closet. And so he got all, like, butthurt about it. How old is this guy, Fro? <laughs> like, 30-something, probably? And he's yeah. all like, yeah. oh, I want a yeah. closet, and they didn't give me a closet. Mm. And it's like, you, then they do a, a pan out of the house, and it's this mansion. It is the biggest mm -hmm. fucking house you've ever seen. He couldn't find one room he was happy with in this just gigantic... <laughs> he's like, I'm so upset in my multi-million dollar chalet in like... In, yeah, no. in like a really expensive ski town. Yeah. Yeah, no. Uh, Astrology for Broken Hearts on Netflix? I didn't, uh, did you hear about no, this? No, I didn't even hear about it, no. Uh, this is, uh, I don't know if it's called this in English, just so this is clear. It's an Italian romantic comedy. Okay. Uh, it is not funny, it's not romantic, and it's just a stupid, stupid, stupid television show made for stupid, stupid, stupid people. Uh, I think if you are a Gen X woman that hate men, you will like this. Uh, it's that kind of show. Hmm, okay. Yes. Uh, I'm going to give it a two. Lightning is is good in this. Uh, the last thing I saw was f 4400 on CW. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it's a show about 4400 people who, uh, I guess in the past, a a bunch of people from around the world get taken from the past and put into the future all in, like, one place in New York, right? Um, or was it New York? It's it's in some city, right? And so the government is hiding out, like, these 4,000-plus people from the rest of society because they don't know where they came from or if they're aliens or if they have diseases or whatever. Uh, and it's mostly about the struggles of the people who are in being held captive, right? Mm -hmm. Uh did you see this yet? Yeah. Uh I I'm I'm keeping a little silent because I have seen the original and I I I of course I I have some thoughts about how it like uh, compares to the original. I know that you haven't seen the original. So I'm I'm a little more curious what you thought about this than well, I'd assume yeah. that it's going to be different than the thing, uh, the show that came out in, like, 2004. So it's not like 
you're they're going back and like pulling from like a really long time ago or anything. This is like a show no. that came out what uh, around, I guess what, fifteen years ago, would have been like Something the last like time that, it yeah. came out. Yeah. yeah. Um. So yeah, it, I, I thought it was good. I think some of the acting is you know not great. Um. But it's network TV level acting. I think the whole thing is very network TV level. But it's very engaging in that mm. the storyline makes you want to see more. Uh, and some of the characters <laughs> are interesting enough that you can connect with them. Uh, yeah, I think the storyline is really what's the best part of this. I'm going to keep watching it. So I give it a um, 7. I'm very happy that you say this because... Uh... I, as a big fan of the original, thought this actually probably is better than the original. I know that is kind of like, uh, it's not popular to say that, but I, I'm going to stand behind that. Because I, I, I think it has something that the original doesn't have, it, like with uh, especially the, like the race relationship in the first episode was where like the black matter black lives matter thing was very interesting and things like that uh but yeah i i i really like this i i think it is uh one of the better remakes of a television show i have seen in 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 quite a while i i give it a 7.5 actually uh yeah the one part that was interesting is like there i think the in the first episode i guess the really part that really like i guess grabbed me is when they actually figure out like oh what what year is this and they all kind of start yeah. talking like that's the part yeah. where you go okay this is really i get yeah. i get what they're going for here and yeah the dynamic is really interesting at least to a point um mm-hmm. yeah cool so uh, the other last thing we uh, saw i guess mhm inside job episode 2 uh, clone gunman when an expensive blunder forces budget cuts at Cognito Inc JR orders Regan and Brett to decide which one of their co-workers needs to be fired this was such a funny episode really 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 interesting really really fun I had a blast yeah I thought th- it's strange because we I'm kind of used to this animation style, and in this we get this, like, JFK uh, blob person, and animation mm. almost kind of changes style to a degree when they do the uh, monster b- bit, I guess. Uh, it's almost like they brought in somebody else just to do the creepy monster stuff. Uh, yeah. It's very strange, like, to see the two side by side, but it works somehow. Um, it worked very well, yeah. The jokes aren't getting... Like, I thought maybe, oh, conspiracy theory joke, conspiracy theory joke, conspiracy theory joke would get old, but uh, I guess we're only in the second episode, and it seems like they haven't run out... It seems like you can't go too much longer with this joke. Like, I think one season's probably good for this show, but so Mm -hmm. far, I'm really enjoying it, so I'll give it a... This one, I'll give it 6.5. I will give it a 7. I, I didn't think this is a little less funnier than the first episode, but uh, not much. Uh, Luke, are you living in the meta? Uh, p- 
apparently we're all going to pretty soon. Well, all all of you on Facebook, that is. Uh, yeah, that. but it, it, we're all going to be, it's all going to be like, uh, that movie, that robot movie where people are just flying around in chairs and they can just like, <laughs> Wally. Yeah. Wally. Wally. Yes. Wally. That's yeah. going to be us like in 10 years anyway, so it doesn't really matter. And that's basically <laughs> what the meta verse that Facebook wants to build is, right? It's like an AI, <laughs> AR Ultra, uh, altered reality kind of like glasses thing where you sit down and you can mm -hmm. kind of be in an office you could work from home but still be in the office or you could you know that kind of thing um, your computer is basically around you your whole room can be your monitor which I'm I, that's always kind of what I wanted more than the uh, some kind of VR. VR is fine, but I think AR has always kind of been the future of certain uh, computing technology because you're limited in VR to, like, this thing that's, like, strapped to your head. You know what I mean? Where in AR you can kind of, you can kind of build a space, which I think that's cool, but at the same time, mm. it's terrifying to be coming from Facebook. What is most scary is that video. I mean, that video, I don't understand. Why did they uh, uh, give it to him to, like, represent this? Because, like, it was so, like, out of him emotions and everything. It's like, hello, I'm a robot. I'm going to show you everything. It's nice that's, in the meta-universe. That's Zuckerberg. I think the bigger question is, I think the name Mark Zuckerberg has, like, a connotation of it uh, with it now, right? Uh, mm -hmm. that people see as negative, uh, and that, he, I mean, he's become just a meme, but he was a meme for a while, and now he's being looked at as almost an evil figure. Definitely, maybe not as evil as people look at Jeff Bezos, as because he people look at him mm -hmm. like he's an actual supervillain, uh, but Mark Zuckerberg is getting to that level of, like, supervillain-esque character, right? Mm. So to put him in a commercial... It's just a bad move by them, like, because people see him as, like, some kind of villain. Why wouldn't you just bring in a PR person or, you know what I'm saying? Like, there's, and especially people's argument of why they're changing the name, a lot of them are saying it's for a PR move so that, uh, to get away from a lot of the bad things that are happening, uh, you know, with leaks and, and everything, all the, tr uh, investigations going on with Facebook and mm. everything else, the, Russian disinformation, quote-unquote, all that. Um, it would seem like they would want to distance themselves from Zuckerberg if that was the case. So it almost makes me think, okay, maybe they didn't do this for that reason as much as we thought they did. I don't know. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, just like I, I it, one of the things that uh, got me was especially like when they were like trying to show him like playing cards with his friends and things like that it felt so in incredible not genuine at all and then that's like i was so surprised that they were like allowing him to like 
Hello, you're my friends, and they are like, uh, yeah, we are friends. I mean, the only explanation right. is that they weren't, it's not that they were allowing him, it's that he decided, oh, I'm going to do this, and then nobody said right. no. I think that's really what happened here. Not so much that somebody was like, oh, we really need the Zuck to be out there in in our commercial, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I think they were, mo it's more like he yeah. was like, what do you mean people don't like me? I'm not robotic and uh, insincere feeling at all. I I definitely am very well adjusted to being around a lot of people. I am a human. I, I am human, and I definitely smoke meats. So, yep. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, it, it, uh, that's Hulk... And here, here's the funny name with the Facebook name as well. It's like the whole commercial felt very meta. And that is maybe the most funny thing about it. Uh, yeah, and like we said last week, or whenever we first originally talked about the metaverse, it's like this is all just going to turn into a shit show so quickly. Mm -hmm. because <laughs> Just because of the fact of how VR chat is now, it's going to end up being that same terrible place very soon. Uh, I mean, and considering it's Facebook, a lot of the people that are on, it's going to end up being like all this racist shit and like, oh my God, it's going to be bad. <laughs> well, talking about racist shit, uh, actor on Parks and Recreation and CSI uh, vandalized George Floyd's statue in New York. That is pretty racist. Uh, Michael Beals, who uses his stage name Micah or Mika Femi? Femi. Uh, Femia. Mika Femia was arrested on criminal mischief charges Monday. Uh, the NYPD's hate crime unit confirmed on Twitter. Surveillance video captured the 37-year-old splashing paint on the face and the base, the face and base of a statue honoring George Floyd in Manhattan's Union Park, Union Square Park in, uh, in on, on October 3rd, according to police. Uh, in the video, he then rides away on a skateboard. Uh, Floyd, 46, uh, died in police custody in 2020. Uh, yeah. This guy's... I looked him up. Yeah. Go ahead. And I didn't realize I had seen him before. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah, when you see his face, you yeah. go, oh, that guy. I've seen him in things. He's one of those people that you're like, oh, I've seen him in mm -hmm. things. Uh, yeah. I, I guess I'm... I just... He, he's, uh, like, why? <laughs> why would... Uh, he... <laughs> Good question. It's not like... Uh, because you're a racist asshole? Well, I guess because you're a racist asshole, obviously, but in... in mm. It's just so out of no... Like, if it was a big protest or something, and he was a person in a group of people, and he's like, I'm gonna splash this statue with paint, but just to be mm. like, wake up one morning and be like, maybe you've uh, finished half a can of paint because you were painting your kitchen and you're like you know what i got this little bit of paint left maybe i should go down to the park and spread some painting yeah and just and be a racist right like who wakes up in the morning and decides that that's what they want to do that's just 
or the other the option is that a, that even uh, worse option is he's riding his skateboard through the park and he sees that and he's like, you know what? I'm gonna go to Home <laughs> Depot. I'm gonna go out of my way to like go to Lowe's and pick up a, mm-hmm. a thing of paint just so I can ride back there and yeah. There's no good so there's no good way that this makes sense in any so, in any way. Yeah, no, he, he's just a racist douche, and I'm. I I hope I hope he gets a very 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 big fine. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't. Well, if they're saying they they can consider this a hate crime, uh, he's going to jail if that's the case. So nice. Audible, uh, audibletrial.com forward slash adc. Audibletrial.com forward slash adc. Go over there if you want to get a free trial and a free book. And you can mm-hmm. cancel any time, and you get to keep your free book, or maybe you want an audio uh, podcast or something else. They also have that. They've got a bunch of random audio things that you can listen to uh, when you're working or when you're driving or when you're at the DMV. Any of those places you can use Audible. <laughs> can you? Can you use it at the DMV? Yeah, the annoying thing about being at the DMV and having, like, headphones in, like, or, like, mm-hmm. uh, is they try to yell out your number or whatever, uh, but mm-hmm. usually they have that big board that the number switches, and you go, oh, okay, that was my number. So, uh, yes, <laughs> you can do it at the DMV. Let's go into some movie news. Uh, the old uh, Bol- Alec Baldwin saga doesn't want to quit, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that needs to be investigated here. Uh, Alec Baldwin was handed what was described as a safe cold gun on the set of Rust, but the prop gun contained live rounds when it was fired, according to details of the police investigation. Uh, The assistant director who handed Baldwin the prop gun did not know it contained live rounds. The affidavit affidavit by the Santa Fe Sheriff's Department uh, said... Uh, Baldwin said on Friday that he was in shock over the accidental shooting as a, reports emerged of the walkouts on the Ross set earlier in the week. Um, we also, what I heard, I don't know if you heard this, is that the, you know, the person who's the what the gun handler, like the person who's the mm. firearm specialist that was on set in a previous movie had shot herself in the foot. Wow. Uh, and that people already knew she was known for not having uh a, not being safe i guess um right that's what i heard at least that's alleged uh mm. let's see what else is happening with rust and the shooting from yeah uh the rust armors attorney suggests that the sabotage may have led to the fatal onset shooting that's suit. I mean, that's speculation, obviously. But uh, the that attorney is very speculative, yeah. uh, for the armor on the movie set, where the actor w- was fatally sh- or where actor Alec Baldwin fatally shot a cinematographer, said they believe uh, someone might have been trying to sabotage the set by putting live rounds in a bo- box of dummy ammunition. Uh, the attorney for the Rust Armor, Hannah Gutierrez Reed, Jason Bowles said. How did a live round get on set, and who put that live round on set? Uh, he asked the NBC Today Show. Uh, there was a box of dummy rounds labeled dummy. We don't know whether the live round came from that box. We're assuming someone put the live round into that box. Hmm. 
Yeah. Why are you assuming that? Well, why? What? <laughs> what evidence do you have? I don't, I, well, I've heard confusing, conflicting things. I've heard that there was a, a whole box of live rounds on set. Right. Um, why was there live rounds at all on set? And then it's, I guess what they're saying is one of those live rounds ended up mixed in with the dummy rounds, and that's what happened, mm. and that they think somebody did it on purpose. That's what sabotage, I assume, mean. Um, sabotaging a movie set, you could, you know, I don't know, uh, put a giant, uh, put a magnet next to the camera. That's sabotaging a movie set. Shooting, get, having somebody be shot is uh, not necessarily, I don't, that's like way beyond sabotage. That's, uh, evil. Yeah, that is, uh, prior definition, evil. Uh, maybe they were planning to do a Halloween prank. Um, I hope not. That would That's a terrible prank. <laughs> I know what we're going to do. I have this very, very funny joke. Oh, what is it, Steve? Let's put live rounds in, instead of dummy rounds. Ha <laughs> ha, Steve, that's so funny, Steve. Yeah. Oh my gosh, don't give YouTubers any ideas, bro, or TikTok kids. <laughs> That's true. Uh, because it was Halloween, uh, I saw a bunch of horror movies. And thanks to Netflix, uh, so I've been on Netflix many times this week. And they were like, oh, see, nobody sleeps in the woods tonight, too. And I was like, I haven't seen nobody sleeps in the, <laughs> the original one. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so I saw Nobody Sleeps in the Woods Tonight 1 and 2. Alright. Uh, a Polish horror movie. Oh my gosh, uh, Polly Shore. And it... Sorry? This Polly Shore from this year? No, Polish horror Oh, movie. Polish horror. I heard Polly Shore. <laughs> no, Polish horror. Okay. <laughs> yes. Not, not, not the same, uh, but very <laughs> <Sorry>. different, actually. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> that is totally what it sounded. You, it definitely sounded like Polish horror to me. I don't know. Maybe I'm yeah, hearing yes. things. Polish horror. Okay. Maybe. Yes. Uh, the first one is okay, I guess. Uh, four out of five. The second one was worse, 3 out of 5, but yeah, at least I saw them both. Uh, then I saw Grotesco. Uh, this is a, a Swedish uh, a group uh, that has set this play on hold about, like, uh, about death, more or less. Like, everything is, uh, like, sketches about death. Very, very funny. Very, very humorous. Okay. Uh, I will give it a 8. That is something new I saw this week. Uh, then I saw Army of Thieves. Did you see this? Uh, yeah. I watched it last night. Yeah. Uh, what did you think about it? I mean, it was pretty fun. Uh, it mm -hmm. was, you know, was. kind of a standard action you know, heist movie where the yeah. goal of these robbers in this movie, this ar army of thieves, their goal is to break into the three most unbreakable safes in these different banks around the world. Uh, we have our main character, who's the safe cracker, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. 
and uh, he also was the save cracker is in Army of the Dead, so there right. is uh, a link because this is a prequel. Yeah, at the very end, you kind of connect back to the next movie, right? Is that what you, mm-hmm. right? They even kind of yes. do the same exact scene, uh, mm-hmm. which yeah, that was a very cool part of it. I I kind of knew that that was gonna happen. Well, not that that was gonna happen, but that's how it was connected. But um, I didn't realize they were gonna so interconnected there at the end. But yeah, I mean, pretty standard action movie. Some of the interesting parts are kind of like. Uh, the action scenes, I guess, and then there's not really a whole lot of, like, like, the love story stuff isn't really that important no. in this movie. So no, it is not. If you're looking for that, there's not really a whole... There is a little bit, not really, kind of. Uh, this comedy is definitely there. There's a lot of really good com- comedic very, moments very in this. Yeah. Uh, I think the negatives probably for me, uh, a little bit predictable. I mean, the one mm-hmm. guy who ends up being a bad guy, you're like, oh, really? He was a bad guy. That mm-hmm. could not see it, mm-hmm. that coming. That was such a mm-hmm. surprise, right? But mm-hmm. So there's a little bit of predictability there. I don't know. I gave it a... Well, what do you think first, before I give it a number? A 6.5. Okay, what did you think of the movie? Uh, I, think, I thought it was funny. I thought it was uh, a very un uh, unoriginal. Uh, wasn't that much zombie stuff. I was ha- kind of happy with that. Um, uh, I think the main actor is very very good. Uh, the German actor, he's mm-hmm. incredibly good, and uh, I I want him uh, to see him in other stuff as well because like he really. Uh, I felt like hold this movie together. The love story was just stupid, and the villain was so obvious. I mean, I mean, a blind and deaf person could see the villain in this movie. Yeah, from the moment you kind of see the character, very first thing yes. you're like, okay, well, I see what's going like, on here. He almost had a had a like thing over his eye and said "arg." Sure, right, yeah. Or yes. like a sign on his head that said villain, right. <laughs> villain, <laughs> yes. But 6.5, I gave it a 6.5. Uh, we both saw Paranormal Activity next of kin. Uh, well, what did you give Army of these? Oh, did I not give it a score? Uh, I gave it a... I think it was actually better than the other one, than the mm. first one. I'm going to probably go, what, a 7.5? Okay, cool. Yes, we did see Paranormal Activity. Uh, yeah, Paranormal next Activity kin. Next of Kin is a movie that is nothing to do with any Paranormal Activity movie, as far as we Ooh. can tell. I mean, maybe we're wrong if somebody wants to correct us. Uh, we didn't no, see a single connection. It. Oh, yeah, did no, you? I checked it. Yeah, and they officially say that this is in the Paranormal Activity universe, not a part of uh, the series. How is it part of the universe, but not part of the series? That doesn't even make sense, (laughs) right? I I agree, but that's what I said. Okay, Uh, sure. Uh... I guess, like in a Cloverfield kind of way, connected to like some of the cl- like where like they're sure. not connected at all, but they're in like 
the same mm-hmm. kind of like time period or some shit. I don't know. Uh, yeah, when you think about those Cloverfield movies, they're all disconnected, also, aren't they? Mm. Uh, yeah, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I, that was the one big ne- negative of this, though. Was that um, it felt like yeah. they had a movie script and they maybe even had another title for this film, and then we're just like, uh, people will probably watch another Paranormal Activity movie right at <laughs> Halloween, so we'll just slap that name on it. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the original title of this movie was just Next of Kin, and then they just threw mm. Paranormal Activity in front of that and was like, that's good, people will watch this. Uh, mm. But, I mean, as a movie, I thought it was fine. What did you think? Yeah, totally fine. Uh, very... F- Fun found footage horror thing. I uh, really like that the the Amish is evil uh, in this uh, uh, movie. I don't think. Well, kind of, yeah, yeah. Kind of, yes. Yeah. But uh, I, yeah, I I had very much fun with it. It's it's not a hugely bad good horror movie by any means, but mm-hmm. it's it's okay. It's okay. Yeah, I I thought. Uh... I thought it was probably a yeah, 5.5. Yeah, I would give it 5.5 as well. I mean, uh, the acting's it's, not it's, amazing, but every, I nope. think the story, like you said, is very fun. And mm-hmm. maybe some of the special effects weren't that great, but for like a, just a silly horror movie, it was good. Uh, the last thing I saw was breaking news in Yaba County. And this is a comedy show, uh, show uh, sorry, comedy film with uh, Alison Jenny, most known maybe for being the press secretary in the White House or the West Wing, sorry. Oh, the West Wing, okay. Uh, yes, uh, also Mila Kunis in, is in this. Uh, so this is about a lady that uh, finds out when her husband uh, her, uh, husband dies of a heart attack, uh, she just buries him and uh, keep uh, like goes to the police and, and says he's missing and using all the attention she's getting from him being gone to like getting finally attention on her uh maybe a little more attention than she was expecting that's what i'm going to say okay uh, this is maybe one of the most funny uh, movies i've seen in quite a while i'm going to give it a nine oh it's on netflix so you can find it easily yeah nice Mm -hmm. all right let's check out a trailer for a movie I I thought I really wanted to see it but now that I'm seeing more trailers yeah. for it I'm going like mm, I don't know if I do want to see this but let's check the trailer <laughs> out for Antlers very quiet beginning yeah we're at, at, at a lake there is a skunk or possibly a some other type of animal Why? okay we're no longer at a lake you just threw... What was that? A boot. Oh, it was the animal. I see. Mm-hmm. I like her. I've seen her in something for sure. Let's see. Oh, Carrie Russell. Right. Yeah. She's famous. From Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro. 
read some reviews saying that it's very bad. It's kind of interesting because it, it is one of those horror movies that I was most looking forward to see last year. Right. This year, I don't care. It, I, I just, it this is. trailer makes it look pretty good, mm. but other trailers I've seen, it's like, I'm, I really am not as interested. It's very strange. Yeah. Which makes me think yeah. that, like, the trailer is just making it look really good. Yeah. Yeah, now I have a sneaking suspicion that I'm not going to like this movie, but who, who knows? It could be that I'm 110% incorrect. I, I mean, it looks creepy enough from that that I, I'm interested. Mm -hmm. It's just other things I've seen about it make me think maybe that it's a little bit cheesy, so... But uh, look, what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about? A small-town Oregon teacher and her brother, the local sheriff, discover that a young student is harboring a dangerous secret with a fr oh, with frightening consequences. 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb, 60% on Rotten Tomatoes, 58% on Metacritic, and 79% of Google users liked it. Uh, mm -hmm. Their scores aren't that bad, to be honest. No, I agree. Uh, Miranda Pana says, This is by far the worst horror movie ever. Too much screen time on unnecessary details. Movie was slow in the beginning and had to rush to the ending, leaving many things unfeeling unfinished. I can't tell you what's the f worst, the CGI or the bad acting. Don't waste your time watching this. Watch some... Uh, anything else, literally anything else, anyone that says this movie is uh, the slightest bit decent is lying. <laughs> poor acting, aside from the uh, kids, and poor directing. Uh, how this m movie even made in the theaters is beyond me. I wouldn't even recommend hate watching this film unless you want to waste your time movie made absolutely no sense wish i could put a zero stars it's sad honestly oh uh, i went to the facebook uh w one million out of ten would recommend the the best storyline and execution of a thriller horror in many years i cried i laughed i jumped it was brilliant uh mm -hmm. says kate uh Katie Moretti says, great movie, suspenseful, well done, highly recommend. Uh, but Devin Anderson says, release the movie already. The movie theaters are going bankrupt and you, you're you too stubborn to put, the, put it out on streaming services also. Uh, so we're still getting complaints about that from people. They're like, <laughs> still like... We get it. Just put the movie out on both. I think that's what everybody wants, is just for the production yeah. studios to just realize, okay, people just want to watch movies at home, and you've, you know, we've gone past the point of no return with that, I think, during COVID times. I don't know. Yeah, I agree. Danny G uh, on, on, on Google said, one of the great uh, five stars, but you will like the ending. Um, one of the greatest horror movies ever. 
which is saying a lot because horror movies uh, can be corny in this area. Flawless storytelling from beginning to end. My only complaint would be that uh, the end, uh, and I was hoping for another murder spree, but Gomero does what he does best and leaves us in suspense. Anyone that thinks any difference has zero in, in taste and thinks Jack and Jill is the greatest copy <laughs> ever made. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so people that doesn't like this movie likes Jack and Jill. It's, oh. those are, that's, there's a one-to-one correlation, Fro. You didn't know that? Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. It's been studied. It they studied. <laughs> it's been studied. Okay. There there are studies that prove that one to one. Another movie that came out: A Mouthful of Air. A best-selling <laughs> children's author who writes about unlocking childhood fears has yet to unlock her own. After the birth of her second child, things get dark for her as a dark secret from her past comes rushing forward. Uh, 7.3 out of 10 on IMDb, 65% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3 out of 5 on IndieWire, and 73% of Google users liked it. It's got, uh, let's see, nobody I know in it, okay. Well, this movie, that is now you're going to know people in it, because Anya Taylor-Joy is in it. Uh, Matt Smith is in it, uh, Thompson McKenzie is in it, and it's made by Edgar Wright, an aspiring fashion designer. Is a mysterious able to enter the 1960s where she encounters a dazzling wannabe singer. However, the glamour is not all it appears to be, and the dreams of the past starts to crack and splinter into something far more darker. And I didn't even say that the title of the movie is called Last Night in Soho. Uh, okay. Cicada. Uh, it has, uh, oh, sorry, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you. No, it has 7.6 out of 10 on 9DB, 73% on Rotten Tomatoes, 66% on Metacritic, and 90% of Google users like this movie. Uh, okay, now Cicada. Ben, a young bisexual man, comes out to the world and develops an intense relationship with Sam, a closeted man struggling with deep wounds of his own. As summer progresses and their intimacy grows, secrets from the past come to light. Uh, 92% on Rotten Tomatoes, 6.6 out of 10 on IMDb, 80% of Google users liked it. Starring, uh, Kobe Smolers, Jasmine Grace, Matt Rogers, and Kean Tanlin. Sure. Can I guess that this next movie, Broken Darkness, is not the Broken Darkness that's coming up when I'm searching it? Because that's from 2017? Uh, well, I'm seeing the description for the one that's come, come that came out th- this week, and if you want me to do that, you can go to the next yes. one. Okay. Uh, as a massive meteorite impacts... Uh, meteorite impact devastates the planet. A few surviving humans from a community underground. Two friends from the community discover a new impending danger that may end uh, mankind entirely. Uh, 72% of Google users liked it. I'm not seeing any other scores for it. So That's what, That is exactly what it says on, underneath the 2017 one as well. Uh... I'm seeing release date October 29th, 
and I see a initial release February 18, 2017. Uh, oh, well, maybe that that could be film studio or something. It's possible. Uh, maybe. Uh, the Spine of Night. Uh, when an Asian dark falls into sinister hands, a group of heroes from different areas of the culture must band together to defeat at all costs. This is an animated movie. Uh, Patton Aswalt, Luli, Lucy Lawless, Betty Gabriel voices. point. Uh, oh. 3 out of 10 on IMDb, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 3 out of 5 on IndieWire, and 66% of Google users liked it. Uh, Keyboard Fantasies. In 1986, Huntsville, Ontario, Beverly Glenn Copeland wrote and self-released the folk electronica hybrid cassette Keyboard Fantasies. Three decades later, the musician now Glenn Copeland receives acclaim for a recently rediscovered recording. Uh, 7.7 .7 out of 10 on IMDb, 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, somehow no Google score, okay. Mm -hmm. Another animated movie, Daisy Kuwaka, Kuwaka, yes, sure, Daisy Kuwaka, world's scariest animal. A crocodile tries to help an entire optimist Kuwaka named Daisy to win the annual World Scariest Animal Championship. <laughs> what the fuck is a Kuwaka? No, Isn't no, no, no. it? Uh, I think it's an Australian animal. Oh. I think right. it's one of the animals that like only exist there, right? Oh. Uh, it has Sam Neil in one of the voices. Uh, all I can see is five five point nine out of ten on IMDb. And 63% of Google users like this movie. Alright, and finally, Heart of Champions. Uh, during their last year at Ivy League College in 1999, some friends' lives are changed forever when an army vet takes over as their coach, uh, as a coach of their dysfunctional rowing team, uh, Michael Shannon and Alexander Ludwig, uh, Charles Menton. Yeah, uh... 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb, 20% on Rotten Tomatoes, 2 point, or two out of 5 on Common Sense Media. Okay, uh... Yeah. Uh, what movie do you want to see the most? I know my answer. Uh, what do you think? Uh, Last Night in Seoul. I really want to see that movie. It looks so fucking good. Oh, really? Okay. Um... Yeah. I think probably Antlers... Uh, Last Night in Soho Antlers does look is, good also. Yeah. Um, Antlers is a number two for me. Yeah, I have heard that Last Night in Soho is maybe Oscar candidate. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, yeah I can see that. Um, okay, let's... What was the movie we were trying to figure out? Broken Darkness. Let's figure out what's going on with that. Broken Darkness, yeah. And you do the what's so coming next week and I'll figure out. Sure. Uh, next week we will talk news of the week, TV and movies of the week. We will do Inside Job, episode 3 review. We will do another digital review of the beta, beta test. And that I saw actually at a little like short clip up and it looked very very interesting
Okay. Uh, broken Darkness follows the exciting story of Sam, a broken man who, after the world ends from a meteor shower and the death of his son, is forced to survive underground. That's the 2017 one. Okay. Mm -hmm. And so let's see what... What did I read for the 2021? I guess I gotta go back to this thing. Is that the same? Massive meteorite, two friends, community. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. So let's go to what IMDb, I guess. Look at the director. Uh, well, they're, they look like the same. I'm gonna go to the release date is what I'm gonna do. Mm. Okay, here we go. U.S. So oh, U.S. October 29, 2020. Uh, sci uh, Boston Sci-Fi Film Festival 2017. So yeah, it was a film festival release in 2017. It was released in Japan in 2018. And then in the United States in, in, in October 29, 2021. So. Yeah, because on his director's list, it, it, it says 2017. Well, that's because it was released in film festivals, but don't people don't count yeah. film festival release as like the actual release of a movie? Re release, release. Right, know. exactly. It's not like, uh, yeah. If you, film festival releases are generally just considered like the film festival uh, premiere mm -hmm. or whatever, something like that. Um, yeah, Sunscreen Film Festival, and then it tele it was on television in South Africa in 2017 also. <laughs> so, I, I don't know. Yeah. I guess yeah. the point is it was uh, it was 2021 in America. Okay, I, go to the Podlinks chat, by the way. Mm -hmm. uh, that's a quokka. I got a picture in the in, the, in there. Oh, that's a cute animal. Right. And now you, I Aww. think that's why the alligator is teaching him how to be the most evil animal or whatever and it's like that would <laughs> yeah, clearly yeah. that's not even possible this thing is adorable <laughs> oh uh jeremy round oh uh, yeah team c team c's yeah nothing mm-hmm yeah last friday it seemed like every video on my uh subscription page was all just team c's hashtag team c's like the whole sub mm -hmm. sub box was all that which is cool I don't know, do we know, I guess I can look it up and see where they're at. Uh, I'm assuming they probably have a little thing right on the, you know, like a counter on the on the page. Right. Because they're trying to get they to 30 went, million, right? Yeah, 30 million. And then they were on Jimmy Fallon and everything for, like, trying to uh, promote it. So that was very, very cool. Mm-hmm. So it says uh, it seemed it was one dollar for every pound removed, right? And it says three million nine hundred ninety-three thousand plus. So they're around four million dollars, I guess that is. Oh no, wait, here we go. Already? Twelve million. Twelve point. Oh, that's very twelve point two around. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's and they're trying to work. get to thirty by January or the January first, mm -hmm. right? So. Yeah, they will probably do it. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot in that amount of time, and they got to keep like the hype up. So people are going to have to keep momentum. releasing. Yeah, the momentum. That's mm -hmm. what. That's what's really important. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to try to maybe give a little bit as much as I can. I guess, like even if you give just a tiny bit, that helps. So. Mm hmm. 
I gave, uh, I think I gave twenty dollar. That's what I had. Okay, cool. So that's more or less what I could afford. Right. I don't know if I, I can even afford. I might give five bucks. Like that's about as much as I'm. Yeah, yeah. I have right now. So. But whatever, every every little bit counts. Uh, I Dubs versus yes. Rice Gum boxing match. Oh, that was so funny! Oh, so funny. Well, I mean the I Dubs video, How? right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he came out with a video saying, "Hey, I've tried now to fight uh, Rice Gum for the longest time. I even took a laser surgery <laughs> for my eyes so I could." box better oh so funny but he's running away from me he doesn't want to face me anymore uh and then because a rice gum can't take a challenge uh, like it was uh, rice gum came with this very long rant <laughs> about how he's irrelevant and how how iDubs had the chance, but he's never going to do it now because right. iDubs is not relevant anymore and things like that. Which doesn't make sense so because funny. iDubs in that video, before he came out and made the excuse that uh, he had his chance in 2018, in the video he shows a text message which was from last, uh, what, well, from the, I think it said June or July or something like that mm, um, mm. of Ricegum texting his wife saying asking if he wanted to do a boxing match and him being like, are you serious and saying, yeah, I'm serious. So it's like that's clearly not what's going on here. Right. I mean, I don't know, though. Do you think it's going to happen? Think... I guess is the question. No, no, you I don't... don't think it will happen. You don't think the pressure is I... enough to make Ricegum do it? No. Who cares about Rice Gum in 2021? That's a good point. I do want to see him get punched in the face, though. Like, Me too. Of all the that's... boxing matches lately, like that's the one I probably would actually sit down and watch. I'm not going to watch mm -hmm. a Jake Paul fight or a Logan Paul fight. I don't care enough uh, about those guys. But uh, with iDubs... Running the whole thing, and it sounded like there's going to be a whole bunch of other interesting entertainment and like different yeah. other fighters that could be interesting. That's something I actually would watch, I guess. Uh, so I, I would. I. It sounds like the. It's still going to happen. It's just not probably going to be rice. Oh, yeah. Right. Right. So who would you want to see? I guess that's another question. Oh, I Dobbs. Um. I mean, he suggested Keemstar, and Keemstar said he didn't want yeah. to do it. Keemstar said no. Uh, because Keemstar is also afraid. Right, I mean, who is uh, a good matchup also? Um, what about him against uh, uh, the rapper from Britain? What is his name again? Oh, I don't, I don't know who you're talking that, about. That fight. Uh, uh, oh, Logan with the Paul. red hair. No, oh, yeah. rapper from Britain. Uh, uh, Deji. Is that who you're talking about? Deji, yeah. Not or KSI. One or the other. Yeah, Deji or KSI. That would be fun. Yeah, I think. Well, KSI would be good because that would actually bring in people. I don't think Deji's going to bring mm -hmm. in anybody. Uh, maybe not. Yeah. What about? Yeah, I can't even think of who would be a good 
person, because uh, I'm just thinking of YouTube personalities, and I'm thinking, oh, there's got to be somebody else like is like a rival uh, to him that would be really good. Faze Banks. There you go. Faze Banks. Oh, Faze Banks. That's a good one. Yeah. And they're actually similar, like, build, similar height, I would think. Mm -hmm. So that could actually work. Uh, have you seen anything about this Valkyrie thing? A Valkyrie about or whatever her name is? Line? Yeah, I don't... I've never yes. watched any of her streams or know anything about her. But apparently she was doing some kind of skincare Me neither. line or something. So... Yes, so she put out a, a, a skincare line that was more or less like uh, uh, prompted as a skincare line that would help uh, with the blue light from electronic devices. And uh, everybody was like, okay, that's cool. And then they went into like the... the um, the claims they made. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And it 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 it, it seems like uh, PC and computer devices doesn't give enough blue light uh, to damage your skin. Sure, right. <laughs> yes. So that's kind of funny. And then she like so kind her... of pulled out of the whole thing, right? It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Um, or as much as she could, because I think she had, like, a contract, and so she was like, mm -hmm. I can't really get out of the contract, but I'm not going to promote it, or something like that. Uh, mm -hmm. And then, then they closed the whole thing. Uh, I so. use Yahoo News quite a bit. Some like Okay. Yeah, apparently, Yahoo is not going to be in China. They were just, they've decided, it says in this article, uh, Yahoo leaves China for good, citing challenging... Uh, reporting environment uh, in recognition of the increasingly challenging business and legal environment the western second tech branch uh, is going to quit quit the country in recent weeks so they're just not they're just getting out of that country completely I thought that was pretty wild uh, uh, HG went off to Keemstar before retiring that was funny and then we find out he, that Keemstar is not really retiring. That's what I was going to say, Until yeah. March, March next year. Which gives him a lot of time to change his mind. So, mm -hmm. uh, something we saw today, uh, QAnon supporters gather in Dallas over theory that JFK Jr. will emerge and announce Trump to be reinstated. Uh, there's a new conspiracy theory. Well, I guess not really new, because we knew about the John F. Kennedy. Remember there was the guy everybody thought was JFK Jr. that was at, like, the... Mm -hmm. Well, apparently, they, all these people think he didn't actually die in a plane crash, and that he's going to come back, uh, he's going to reinstate Trump, uh, and then John Kennedy Jr. is... Uh, is going to be president after Trump steps down, and Michael Flynn is going to be instated as vice president, which I don't even think makes sense, because I'm pretty sure, like, <laughs> the Secretary of State is the next in line, right, to to become the vice president if you were to, if the president was to step down or something like that, so I don't know, it's just, the whole thing doesn't make sense, but it's very silly. Apparently, they're gathered at Daily Plaza, you know, like, uh, where JFK was shot. To like make to make this statement. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Uh, I don't really have anything. Uh, I got a couple more. Britney's Britney's father actually put in the thing today uh, 
to uh, to get rid of the conservatorship. So it uh, he filed a request to terminate uh, is what happened, which he said he was going to do. I guess this it's just the process is now actually happening fully uh, to make it all go away. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the last thing? Oh, Florida mom uh, banned from school. Uh, School volunteer group because she had an OnlyFans. Did you see this? <laughs> no. Aww. Aww. Yeah, she, yeah. She told reporters that uh, that a parent at her children's school alerted the staff to her account on OnlyFans, a subscription service that has become popular for adult content. Uh, she regularly helped organize activities at the school, but claims she was banned after an unidentified parent sent images from her subscription-only page to administrators. Yeah. Um, I d- yeah, it's just stupid that people... Uh, you know, number one, that somebody would send it in anonymously because they're so, you know... I don't know, they probably don't like her or something, but then uh, that the school would take action against it, I guess... You know what I mean? Like, she's not hurting anybody. I don't feel like mm. it's hurting the children that she has a OnlyFans, I guess, is my point. Uh, sad uh, thing. Uh, John Moxley enters uh, alcohol rehab. Okay. Sad. I didn't hear that. So, uh, but after watching yeah. the... The AEW, what, uh, the reality show? There's a cer- certain parts in that where you're like, he looks really drunk, like, at work. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. But, yeah, no. Uh, I mean, uh, uh, I think it's good that Tony Khan said, like, he was going to stand by him, even though he was going into rehab. So that's that's good. Yeah, that's good. Uh, I think that's all I had. Okay, cool. Uh, oh, <laughs> I see in my feed now that uh, our old friend... Uh, uh, oh, uh, Trisha has become vegan. Oh, sure. Okay. Mm-hmm. See how long, that, that. how long that lasts. Mm-hmm. Two hours. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Does she do mukbang videos anymore? I... I I guess you could do a vegan mukbang for sure. It's not wouldn't be that hard. Yeah, that would be cool. Yeah. Okay. Uh, how, what do you say about doing this uh, a week from now? Uh, yeah. Let's plan on that. Um, yeah. One week let's from today. Yeah. Yeah. And everybody it's else, you you all come back and, and join us. Yes. Uh, it's not like we've done it three hundred and seventeen times. So. Goodbye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. Bye-bye, everybody. Another, di- another, digi- another digital citizen. 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 Another digital citizen.